0: right welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the blue brothers sportscast i am caleb and with me as always is brandon and yeah i guess you would say maybe two interesting results from the weekend before we kind of start diving into it what do you feel was more surprising brandon how close the michigan game was or how close the lions game was
1: I have always been in the camp of nothing ever surprises me with the lions game. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I'm, I was more surprised at how close the Michigan game was. Uh, I will say that Rutgers looks a lot better than they used to be.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. They're definitely better than they used to be. The question is how real, how good are they this year? And honestly, Um, Their upcoming game this weekend, which is against Ohio State, will be kind of interesting to see, you know, really how good they are. Are they able to – I don't necessarily think – it's a home game for Rutgers. I don't necessarily think that they would do anything to have a potential upset of Ohio State, but Mm -hmm. can they compete would be more my question, so – We'll see how that goes. Uh quick recap, dude. You made up some ground this week um, <laughs> and actually took the lead.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah, I know because I totally sucked. You, uh, you hit the trifecta with the Michigan game, um, and then. I got one more than you for the Lions game, but then you hit your lock and you also got the uh Michigan question of the week. So you uh pulled out to twenty points while I only have nineteen going into this week. So
1: maybe a first ever.
0: Yeah, first time ever. Brandon <laughs> just even has the lead. We'll see, we'll see if it holds up so uh well we like to start things out talking about the lions so uh definitely some interesting things to talk about there brandon why don't you go ahead and get things started
1: yeah definitely was an interesting game uh i would say it's a ra- was a rather boring game
0: yeah until the last uh, like two minutes yeah
1: and of course at the last two minutes i didn't get to see i had to go back and watch it after everything happened ah. um uh, <laughs> Uh the final score was 19 to 17 Ravens. Um I'll just give some stats here. So Goff went uh 22 for 30 for 217 yards. Uh Swift had 14 carries, 47 yards and a touchdown. He also had seven receptions for 60 yards. Khalif Raymond was a leading receiver. He had six receptions for 68 yards. On the defensive side of the ball, uh, Harris, Anzalone, Romeo Aquara, and Austin Bryant all had a sack. Uh, and Amani Orwarrie had an interception. Uh, for the Ravens, we had uh, Lamar Jackson had 287 yards passing with a touchdown and an interception. And he had 58 yards rushing. Uh, Mark Andrews was the leading receiver. He had 109 yards. And probably the story of the entire game, uh, Justin Tucker kicked an NFL record 66-yard field goal to win. Uh, This came after um, a play that the Ravens ran that should have been called for delay of game. There would have been a 10-second runoff if the penalty was called. And would have effectively ended the game because they had seven seconds left on the clock.
2: Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: another time where the referees kind of screwed the lions over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> usually, usually on the show, we're not one to blame referees for stuff.
0: But that, yeah, that was blatantly bad. Now, uh, did, yeah, that they... was
1: just bad. That was just that was a straight up missed call.
0: Did the NFL ever address that? I didn't notice.
1: Probably not.
0: Yeah. I mean... I, they, I didn't
1: see anything either. But there was a legit, like, three seconds. Yeah. While the, the play clock was zero.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, so credit to the Lions. The Lions won the game. mm mm-hmm. Uh I know, you know, no moral victories, really, whatever. But, I mean, for, for a year like this, honestly, I'd rather have it where the Lions lose lose in a situation like that than it happening, you know, a couple years down the road. Oh yeah. Um. But then also credit to Tucker for hitting that kick because that's ridiculously stupid. But uh, all in all, I say, you know, it's a win for the lions and between week one and week three, it's really great to see them be able to fight back when they're, I mean, to put it quite simply, you know, kind of a shell of themselves right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know Baltimore has their own injuries and some situations like that, but I mean the lions, you know, they're not ones for giving up. So.
1: Yeah, that's true. Have um, to mention too, that that kick by, by Tucker hit the crossbar and, and went in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> if so. it was, the, if it was the lions and it hit the crossbar it would have gone out. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so if it was a 67-yard a field goal, it would have missed it.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: But yeah, that is nuts. I I watched the replay of it, and it's, just, it's very impressive. But of course, it's going to be something that is going to be talked about and probably replays shown a lot, and there's going to be no mention of the missed penalty before that to set it up.
0: Yeah, they're not, they're going to be like, oh, an NFL record that's technically not really supposed to be a record because technically that kick never should have happened.
1: Yeah, but they'll never talk about that aspect of
0: it. Oh, yeah, no, never.
1: You know who had the record for uh, longest kick before Tucker?
0: Uh, yeah, Prater, Matt right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And his was, what was it, 65?
1: I think it was about 65, yeah. Yeah, it was That was when he a, was on Denver, I think.
0: Yeah. So, yep, the craziest craziness that is the line. So, yeah, it was it was a a rough game. Uh all in all though, outside of that. I mean, i a little bit uh credit though for the defense. I mean, both of us were kind of predicting that Baltimore was kind of, you know, pull away throughout the entirety of the game so the fact that was close enough that Lions were able to come back and take the lead was impressive so
1: yeah i'll say credit to a little bit of credit to the lions defense a little bit of credit to marquise brown for dropping passes
0: yes (laughs) that
1: hey guess what he's on my fantasy team so that's not surprising
0: (laughs) oh man i was um part of the time i was it at the end of the first half or the beginning of the second half, I ran out during halftime and I was listening to it on the radio. And that was during when one of the drops happened and the announcers were just like baffled at how many (laughs) drops were happening. So
1: yeah, not, not the best.
0: No, not. not
1: Oh, and, and by the way, so the lions only scored, uh, two touchdowns. Matthew Stafford threw for four this week <laughs> against Tom Brady.
0: Yep. Well, good for that guy. <laughs> Buddy.
1: Uh, you want to get into the preview of the Yeah,
0: Lions? getting to talk about what's what's coming up and what's happening uh with their game against the Bears.
1: Uh yeah, Lions play the Bears um at one o'clock on Fox. Uh, Bears coming off a really terrible week <laughs> <laughs> I, that had to be close to an NFL record for least amount of yards gained by an offense.
0: <laughs> oh man!
1: Yeah, I saw something you know with all the the negative yardage and stuff that. Justin Tucker's field goal was longer, was more yards than the Bears' entire offense?
0: That is horrible. I mean, (laughs) I could see that happening in college. You know, even Division 5, or Division, oh my gosh, Division 5, Division 1, like, in a Division 1 matchup. But the NFL, I mean, you know, come on, you guys are all professionals. Yeah,
1: oh, Justin man. Tucker's field goal was sixteen, or it was uh, nineteen yards longer than the total amount of yards gained by Chicago. Man, but that's what happens, I guess, when you um, play an Ohio State quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> He'll bounce back this week, though. I bet you.
0: Oh, for sure, dude! He'll how bad? Throw
1: three touchdowns against the Lions.
0: How bad you have to f- feel for? The Bengals, how did Chicago beat them? Right? Wow.
1: Well they had A- Andy Dalton at the time. Maybe that's it.
0: Oh, maybe that's it.
1: I don't know. But yeah, Bears offense not looking great. Their defense is still pretty good. Yeah. Um, I guess I guess I'm gonna say on the offense I got, you know, Justin Fields memorable, recognizable name for Michigan fans. Uh, he'll be in a second start. First one did not go well. <laughs> he he threw for sixty eight yards passing. So, but he was also sacked a whole bunch of times. Uh, on the offense, they also have Allen Robinson, their best wide receiver. Uh, he's pretty good. He's kind of underrated because he's on the Bears and doesn't get as much attention. You know, if he was on a a team with a better quarterback and a better offense. Bit for wide receivers, he'd have a lot higher numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got David Montgomery. He's the running back from Iowa State, and uh, he's pretty solid as well. He's a big dude; like he runs really hard. I don't know if you've ever watched the Bears, but um, he's a pretty impressive runner. Then on a the def- defensive side of the ball, they got Khalil Mack. That's definitely someone to watch he had two sacks last week
0: yeah he's always a a menace up front
1: yeah he's he's probably the number 1 guy to watch on that that defense uh so he should be lined up against uh Panay Sewell so Sewell will have his hands full again uh, yeah we'll see how it goes I, i'm not really expecting the bears to have a repeat of last week i mean they played the browns the Browns defense is leaps and bounds better than a lion's defense, <laughs> <laughs> so if the Bears can't score a touchdown this week they they have some real issues,
0: yeah well i mean we'll we'll see how it goes i'm I'm expecting it'll probably be a mess of a game to be quite honest,
1: <laughs> yeah, most likely,
0: so. And those are another
1: fun. another dull one. But I say that every single year, like that lions and bears games are always pretty dull and boring.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm kind of expecting a similar outing as the Ravens game, or even you can compare it to the Bears playing the Bengals, some like 2017. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like six to nine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh gosh. That's happened before with the Lions and Bears.
0: Well, if it was uh, an SEC game, everybody would be saying it was one of the best games ever for (laughs) humankind. (laughs) Yes. But anyways, we'll definitely get more uh, talk about that. when We do our final predictions and everything. Uh, Anything else with the uh, Lions at this moment?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: All right. That means we get to jump into everybody's favorite topic. What you love and hate about Michigan football. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we have three voicemails this week, uh, and I'm pretty sure they all pertain to the amazing performance where Michigan beat Rutgers by seven points Went scoreless in the second half for a final score of twenty to thirteen. That was nineteen ranked Michigan against Rutgers at home. Uh, yeah, let's let's go ahead and get into it <clears throat> and play the voicemails for that, and then we'll carry on from there and share our own thoughts. So here's our first voicemail.
2: Justin from Grand Rapids. Same old
1: Michigan. All right. Thank you, Justin, for the voicemail. I appreciate that. Short and sweet.
0: Yes, uh, because that is actually something that was on my mind. I actually thought I, I should have. Uh, it was kind of more of after the fact, but I really wanted to do that um, Le- Leonardo, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio meme of him drinking and pointing yeah. and being like me watching today's game and seeing the similarities between michigan's and michigan in 2020 19 18
1: 17 yeah or that meme of (laughs) spider-man yes pointing and it's just every single Harbaugh michigan team pointing at each other
0: oh yes put his uh photoshop his face on the spider-man uh (laughs) so yeah no i uh right there with you justin um that, that was the thing, and uh, I don't want to talk about it too much because I'll expand upon it later, but it's just like this is what you see with Michigan, you know, for ever since after the 2016 season. You know, there, there's a point where it breaks down and it collapses. Now, they fortunately were able to win the game, but the real question is, okay, was this, um, I I don't even want to say unique circumstance, but was in uh, the biggest thing that might make it more feasible in my mind is if McNamara just had a bad night. I mean, you saw there were several times that he botched it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, But but the game wasn't completely on him. Uh, So I'm not saying like, Oh, he's the difference maker, but it's just saying like, if he had a bad night, then this game is more like, okay, it happened. And so this coming weekend will show us if it was a bad night for McNamara or if other things were going on as well, because, well, there were obviously some other things going on as well, but we'll get into that more. So you were kind of thinking same old Michigan too.
1: Yeah, I felt the same way. Man, that second half. Yikes. Oh, my gosh. Just even, not even just, um, you know, you mentioned McNamara kind of struggled a little bit. Not even just that, just the play calls. Oh, yeah. And then, like, some of the questionable stuff on defense, like, I question like, what the heck they were doing at times. And it seems like they bit on every single fake. Mm Mm-hmm. Like it blew my mind. Like some of those play actions were pretty good, but at the same time, like, come on. Like you, you saw it every single time that they would do a fake handoff, like a read option or something like that. They'd fall for it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it, it's like they had no discipline at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I for sure was going to be talking more about the play calling, uh, later on coming up, but yeah, the defense too. So we've got two more voicemails, so it'll be interesting. I'm sure uh, some of that will come up. So here's the, uh, the next one.
2: What's up, fellas? It's Stephen Brown. So we're going to jump into it. now. I've been searching on Twitter. I just didn't want to be the only one who felt like I felt, and I'm glad I'm not. get it, brother. TikTok, doc, your time is up. Good, good, good win by Michigan. It shouldn't have been that close. Rutgers is an up-and-coming team. I mean, it could be worse. Michigan could be closer right now. Those boys, bang, they suck. Um, but, yeah, started off good. The offense is way too predictable. Hassan and Blake, even though they're good players, it shouldn't be on those two guys in the offensive line every week. The defense played well and spurt. Um... Secondary still a question. Dax was out of place a couple of times. Uh, I, went to, I actually went to sleep. Because I, after they woke, 14, I think it was 14 to nothing or 21 to 3 or something. I'm like, man, well, they got this in the bag. Let me get a nap. Wake up. I'm like, hold up. What's going on? This game gave me vibes of, uh, I think it was 2000, I think, 13 when they were four and zero, and they had beaten Akron and beaten you colors, but they didn't look good. They were four and zero, though, and then they finished the season like I think five and seven. That's the year Brady Hope got canned. He, he, he was trash anyway. But Gaddis ain't it, man. Like i mean, I, I really try to get him the B O D. Gaddis is a black Tim Drevno. Tim Drevno is a white Josh Gaddis. Like he I mean, this dude Run some of the most predictable plays. It's like you've got these receivers, and I don't know what's going on. And, and on top of that, it's not just Gaddis. Coach Harbaugh is allowing him to call players. I don't, know, I don't even know who's calling the players. I know James Jordan said Gaddis might not be. It looks like a Harbaugh offense from 2011. Like, and Michigan actually plays kind of like the 2011 Alabama team in a lot of ways, but the difference is it's 2021. That 2011 Alabama team. Now wouldn't win a championship. They'd be good, but they wouldn't win a championship. And 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 they just got to switch it up. And and Kate, ain't it, man. Cade ain't nothing. No disrespect to him. He's he he can only do what he can do. But I, I'm not gonna be naive and say, well, put JJ or Allen in as long as Gattis is calling the plays. It doesn't matter these things. Uh, <laughs> Some gotta change, man. That's all I got, man. Go blue.
0: But that was not all he's got. Because we've got voicemail number two.
2: No, that ain't all I got. I got some more. So I'm I'm reading a tweet right now. It's kind of funny. Um, From um, at K underscore Wall Nation 3. The tweet says, Josh Gaddis owes Mike McDonald a steak dinner and a full body massage by candlelight. That's pretty funny, man. But yeah, like this, this took me back to twenty I think eighteen when the defense was you know, good job by the defense by the way, Aiden and Colson um, and Ojabo. Like, it, it, it it shouldn't come down to a defense saving the offense. But like, it like the team should be more balanced by now. They have too much experience. Back to back to what I was saying about Gaddison Cage. Yeah, it, it doesn't matter who the um who the offensive coordinator is if it's Gaddison. I mean the quarterback he is. It doesn't matter because Gattis is still controlling the place. Like, I don't understand why this dude doesn't get it. He knows the heat he's on. He's got to. And I hope he, I hope he's not paying a mortgage. I hope he didn't buy a house in Ann Auburn, man, or anywhere close. Because the fans are side of this dude. Like, I hope he rents. I really do. Like, this, I mean, this guy has had three years to get it right, and he hadn't gotten it right. What other person gets three years to get a job right, and you still you 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 you're, you're better. You're just not good. Like the fans are sick of this. I'm sick of them. They, 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 you can't be that predictable. Just run it. Now, is Alonis on hardball? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think he calls a lot of the plays, too. But I don't know who is really just saying, okay, this is my offense. You don't know. They run way too much. You got to throw it. I mean, you can't. you got to air it out. You can't be up there running the ball 40, 50 times a game all the time. It's not going to work. Especially in a conference that knows. this <laughs> week you know, wheel routes, anything, misdirection, something to keep the defense guessing. They should have beat Ruckers by 35 points, literally. You get a ball to Hassan and Blake. That's all they're going to do. Put Donovan in. Get the ball to, you know, to uh, uh, Roman Wilson the Henning. Don't get it to Mike Sanders still. He's not any good. I'm sorry, he's he just not. Don't get the ball to Eric Hall. He's not any good. I'm talking about that Eric Hall has the capability to be the best tight end Michigan's ever seen. No, he doesn't. He ain't that good. You know, I, the defense have not do too much, man. It's just giving me five to 2018, man. And I, I don't like that. Well, 2017, I'm sorry. But, man, I'm glad Wisconsin is that good. They should beat them, but if they lose to Wisconsin, who knows, man? Who knows?
0: Go Blue. All right, Steven. I always appreciate your voicemails. Uh yes yeah absolutely I I commented on that as well uh, last time Michigan started four and zero if I'm not mistaken was 2017 and then we all kind of know how that uh, season unraveled and was just kind of a a mess after that but yeah I as far as the offensive play calling I I'm just baffled I. I cannot believe that it is completely Gaddis uh, making the calls, because this has been an issue since 2016, uh, maybe even some before that. But since uh, since after the 2016 season, we have seen the Michigan offense just be flat, basic, mm-hmm. boring, and predictable. So it's it wasn't a Drevno thing. It's not Gaddis thing. That's a Harbaugh thing because that's the common factors throughout that, that whole time period. Now, could, could they be a part of it? Sure. Uh, d- would removing Harbaugh fix everything with the offensive play calling? Probably not. Um, but yeah, I just have a feeling that it really comes down to Harbaugh being a big factor in it. And like, that's the thing though, where, Sure, you're probably not going to win a national championship running all the time, but you can win focusing on running the ball, especially the way that Michigan was running it the first three weeks between Haskins and Corum. Uh, You can be effective in that, but then when they were playing Rutgers, they're just – all of a sudden, they decided to be like, okay, just running up the middle. We're going to do nothing else, and then they – tried passing it a few times and McNamara obviously was not having a good night, whether, you know, he's just bad or he was having just a bad night. And then they ran it outside a handful of times. One of them was really successful. I think it was like a 10 yard pickup. And then they stopped running it outside. Like what they do on offense makes no sense. So I, I don't even really know what to take away from that. Brandon, any uh initial thoughts uh from Steven's voicemails?
1: Uh no, I totally agree with him. Like Gaddis isn't in it. Um and you know, a little bit with what you said, I, I honestly are we sure that Gaddis is making all these calls? Like I I honestly think it's horrible. I honestly think like Gaddis doesn't have You know, he might call some of the plays, but I think the majority is Harbaugh. Because the offense looks exactly the same as it did like this entire time Harbaugh's been there. Mm -hmm. Like I said, watching the game, like, yeah, Harbaugh's uh 1980s offense that he's running here, it's like it's not gonna work, but he just keeps doing it. Let's just run it up the middle. And I told uh Craig that I think Jim Harbaugh's offensive playbook is just like uh, the screen on Tecmo Super Bowl where you pick your play. (laughs) There's like five plays and three of them are just runs up the middle. Mm -hmm. Just handed it off to a different back. Um, It's boring. It's predictable. It's not effective.
0: Yeah. The only time I feel like it may have been different, but it was just such a small sample was maybe 2015. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was Jed Fish. Jed Fish was there for one year and then he was gone. Um, and so there wasn't a lot to base things off of. But then since then, 2016 on, the, I feel like it's the same thing each year. It's just like, oh, this year we're better at passing, so we're going to focus on passing. And then we're going to sprinkle in running. Oh, this year we're better at running. So we're going to focus on running and then maybe we'll sprinkle passing in. And then we're just going to be like, Hey, defense, you know, all of this is on your shoulders. And then the results are what they are. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So, yeah, no, it, it is frustrating and annoying to see that on offense. And so, yeah. Like what, what are you going to expect? That's, that's kind of how uh, we were when we came in at the beginning of the season. It's like, show us, don't tell us like uh, there's all this stuff that we kind of have to wait and see. And there, there were flashes of hope and improvement in the first three weeks. And then here we are in week four where it's just like, Hey, you know, you're, you're put in a corner. You have to do something. Second half, you need to do something different. They did not do anything different. They scored zero points. They had, I don't even know how many three and out drives on offense and Rutgers could have come back and tied them before the end of regulation. Mm -hmm. That is what we've seen from Michigan before where they play down to the competition. They face adversity. And then all of a sudden it's like a deer in uh, the headlights, doesn't know what to do. And then eventually they're going to lose which this upcoming weekend in Madison would probably prove a perfect opportunity for that just to come to fruition. So yeah. go figure. Now, some things that I'm just kind of like baffled by is how Michigan, who has been rushing for over 300 yards a game, lets Rutgers come in and outrush them in the big house. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't even I don't even know how how that happens. Like I said, running up the middle up the middle up the middle up the middle. Hey, guess what? Obviously that's not working. Maybe do something different. Then they did passing. McNamara obviously wasn't doing anything, so then they're just like, okay, we'll go back to running up the middle. Forget running it outside, forget maybe some misdirection and some other things. I'm not talking about like super trick plays or anything, but just mixing it up. Michigan has been notorious for not making adjustments at halftime, notorious. And this is what's going to catch up to them. See, that's what's so perfect with the Ohio State game being the last game of the season because Ohio State watches, Ohio State learns, Ohio State adapts, Michigan doesn't. Michigan does the same thing all the time. They're like, we found what we're good at. This is what we're going to do. Then teams start picking up on it by halfway through the season. So then by the end of it, Ohio State has a perfect playbook and absolutely makes Michigan look like a bunch of fools. Mm -hmm. And this is where it starts. So this game going. And so this is what we saw at home against Rutgers. Again, I said this on social media. I was like, Rutgers is good, but Rutgers is not great to the point that Michigan should be scoreless and without first downs in the second half. And so this is like put up or shut up. Michigan needs to go into Wisconsin and win. We're kind of starting to change gears here. But Wisconsin is not that good. They're going to be unranked when Michigan goes in there. Now, that does not mean that they're bad. They're still a really good defense. Like really good. What what is it? I think on average per game they're allowing like 24 yards rushing. It's ridiculous. So Michigan has to learn how to pass the ball. Like if the offense is doing anything this week, they just need to be passing the ball. You guys know how to run it. If your offensive line knows how to block, but chances are, you're probably not going to be able to rush a whole lot against Wisconsin. So they need to be passing the ball, but Wisconsin fans think that Wisconsin is going to lose. Michigan fans are expecting Michigan's going to lose. Michigan hasn't gone in there and won in Wisconsin since what, like 2001, 2003, something like that. So this is when it's like put up or shut up because this is kind of a pivotal moment moving forward where it's just like, Hey, are you guys just a running team? And so when somebody stops the run, you guys just completely suck. Or (laughs) are you guys able to adapt? Are you guys able to pass when you need to? And are you guys able to face adversity and actually win? Oh, and guess what? This is going to be the first road game. And so if McNamara gets shook and can't perform at at home in front of Michigan fans, what is he going to do when he goes to Camp Randall Stadium to play against Wisconsin? I mean, it's not like that's an easy venue. Okay, it's a noon game. But, I mean, this is why we wanted to see more passing before because now when when they had a pass against Rutgers to try to get something going, they couldn't. So now they're going against, one, if I'm not mistaken, the best rushing defense in college football, and they need to pass the ball. And uh, I don't know if you can say that there's faith in the quarterback to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. So this, I mean, like, I don't understand, like, I hope they're not that dumb. I hope the uh, the offensive coaching staff is not that dumb that they're blind and oblivious to that, and so obtuse to be so focused on just running the ball that they're just like not worried about the passing game. I, I honestly don't know the way that things are with the lack of adjustments. I I honestly question that sometimes. So. I don't know. I mean, like, am I crazy here, Brandon? Am I just all of a sudden like going off on a rant that is not justified?
1: <laughs> no, I think you're you're justified. Uh, I agree. They've always been terrible at making adjustments. Um, it's maddening because the Lions are exactly the same way, and you know, there's times during the season watching, uh, both the Lions and Michigan that I get like really irritated because you know, I've said before, sometimes I feel like I'm watching the lions twice. Right. And it's, you know, sometimes I don't want to watch them once, let alone watch them twice.
0: I uh, know. Yeah. It's so frustrating. I, man, I let them get my hopes up and I should have been more reserved because, you know, the first couple of weeks, both you and I were just kind of like, Hey, you know, We'll we'll have to see how it goes. You know, they got to play, play more games, you know, get some consistency that 300 rushing yards per game. Really, really kind of, uh, uh, not blindsided me, but kind of pulled the wool over my eyes and I got hopeful and now here we are and they play Rutgers again, Rutgers, a good team, but Michigan, what was it? I think Michigan had um, barely had more rushing yards than Temple and Syracuse against Rutgers. And Michigan is supposed to be this rushing powerhouse this year. (laughs) And it's just like, okay, fine. So are you going to tell me that Syracuse and Temple are supposed to be? No, Delaware. Delaware, I think, maybe outrushed. Um rushed Michigan. Wait, here it is. Yeah. Delaware outrushed Michigan. Now, granted, maybe some of that could have been during uh, garbage minutes, but still, like, what? Michigan was the team that able to put up the most total yards against Rutgers, but Michigan had 112 rushing yards, Temple had 113, and Delaware had 159. So I, I don't know. It, it doesn't make sense. This is Michigan. This is what it means for Michigan football, where just like these stupid things happen that don't make sense. There are plenty of other teams that you watch that are on the uh, upper tiers where you don't get these questions year in and year out or week by week where, you know, these weird instances only happen like, Once or twice out of the season where there are games that make you scratch your head with Michigan, it's every year and it's almost like every other week where it's just like it doesn't make sense. What are they doing and why is it so inconsistent? Yeah. So I know people who listen to this are usually the Michigan fans that have been Michigan fans. But hey, if you're a new Michigan fan listening, hey, guess what? This this is what it's going to be like. (laughs) <laughs> this this is what it's like, and this is the way it's gonna be. And until Harbaugh's gone is going to be my prediction. I like the guy. I wish he was having more success because I I, I would like him to have more success and be able to stick around. But when it's going like this, I I'm not too keen on it. So mm-hmm. and it's been, you know, seven. Se- this is the seventh season. So Yeah, I mean, it's just been average, really. I mean, the only great season was 2016. That was botched by two, three, three, one possession games. Three, one possession games. Um, But then outside of that, it was just has collapsed in on itself. So, um, yeah. So, as I said, Wisconsin – one of the best, if not the best, uh, rushing defenses. Michigan's going to have to pass. Um, With the first three games um, that Wisconsin has played, if you put up over 200 passing yards and win the turnover margin, there's a really good chance you're going to beat Wisconsin because um, that's what Penn State and Notre Dame did. Now, um, one thing I, I honestly think, that the determining factor is going to be the turnover margin whoever wins the turnover margin i believe is going to win this game
1: yeah. um because yeah, it's fair to say
0: yeah I, I know that that's kind of like a cliche almost like oh yeah sure that always makes sense but not always the case i mean some teams are able to bounce back and everything but it seems like these teams are relatively equally matched that the turnover margin is going to be the determining factor. Mm -hmm. Um, So if uh, one of them wins that, I think that's going to be your clear winner. If they break even, gosh, I don't know. It's like anybody's game, to be honest. So Um, because where is it? Looking at it, their quarterback Mertz through three games has six interceptions. Wow. Six interceptions. (laughs) And he was the only quarterback that played in the Notre Dame game. I thought he was going to get pulled out because he had four interceptions in that game. I think one was really late and uh, was a pick six. That's why it was such a large margin of victory. But, yeah, six interceptions. So, their uh, leading rusher – is about 100 yards behind quorum he has the same amount of carries only two touchdowns not a high scoring offense uh they're averaging 19 points a game michigan's averaging about 40 uh wisconsin allowing 21 points a game michigan uh and average has been allowing ju- uh, just under 12 points a game So, all in all, Wisconsin, not that flashy. I mean, they can be beat. This would be the year for Michigan to go in there and win. But what we saw against Rutgers does not lean to a uh, positive, optimistic fan base right now.
1: No, not at all. So,
0: I could go on and on. I'm not going to really drag it out. I kind of got caught on that rant and everything. So, I already kind of (laughs) dragged things out so i think it might be best for us to uh just kind of jump into the predictions then so that i don't get too long-winded <laughs> uh which that means then brandon you get to uh jump on in for the lions talk
1: all right uh so i don't We can't really ignore how bad the bears were last week Uh, At the same time, I do think they're going to score. So, (laughs) I think they will score some touchdowns. Um, I think it's going to be kind of a boring game. I think it might be a little bit higher scoring than we think. Um, Just because, you know, the Lions offense has been halfway decent. Their defense is terrible. And the Bears are kind of the opposite way around. Uh, And you know what? I'm going to go out on on a whim here. And say that the Lions are getting their first win of the week or the year. I mean, uh, it's going to be Lions twenty-four, uh, Bears twenty-one.
0: All right. Okay. Rock. Look at that. There's a little optimism in you, after all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I'm. Uh, I I'm going to rock the boat. We're going to go different routes this week. Uh, I'm going to say that Detroit uh, continues on the L train as they play in Chicago, where they will have another close battle. Uh, But in the end, Chicago will finish off with another score of 20-17 to with a three-point win. Right. So... All right, uh, then for Michigan, now ranked—I didn't even address this. Michigan is now ranked number 14, went up from 19 to 14. What the poop emoji is that? I—I <laughs> um, I do. Michigan is not a top 15 team in my opinion. I feel like they should be like 16. They can be right on the outside, but I don't think they qualify for a top 15 team. Talk to me after Wisconsin. And we'll see. So anyways, number 14, Michigan, is going on the road to Wisconsin to play a noon kickoff, big noon kickoff with Fox. Um, And the Michigan is the two-point underdog with the over-under 43.5. I have no idea why the over-under is that high when these two defenses are facing off. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. The only thing that I think is going to affect that is if one team gets turnover prone, Uh, which if one is going to do that more than the other, it's probably going to be Wisconsin. So I am going to, honestly, I think I'm going to go with, man, I'm probably going to do the same score. Be completely honest. <laughs> I'm gonna do Michigan 17 and Wisconsin 20.
1: <laughs> That's exactly what I had. Oh yeah, got- <laughs> yeah, we're right on the same page.
0: All right, hey, nothing, nothing wrong with that. Maybe we'll both hit home runs. Hey, but as we, as we always say, more than happy to be proven wrong. So, um, but yeah, uh, I just. Michigan needs if they pass for over 200 yards and win over the win the turnover margin. I honestly would believe they'll win. I don't think they're going to pass for 200 yards as a team. I don't know if McNamara is going to struggle and maybe they'll try to put in um, McCarthy. I, I don't know if they'll try to switch things up, but I just don't see it coming together. This coaching staff or maybe just Harbaugh himself is stubborn and that's not conducive to being adapting and winning games like this so my expectation is that the Michigan running game is going to suck because it's the number one rushing defense Mm -hmm. Uh, they'll probably have a little bit more success than some of the other teams I mean maybe they'll get close to 100 rushing yards in the game but it's not going to be something that's going to win the game Uh, in my opinion, and then they're just not going to make any halftime adjustments, and I anticipate another loss for Michigan in Wisconsin and the undefeated Wolverines taking their first loss of the season and just kind of the... I don't want to say necessarily a downfall, but the beginning of a slew of mess, so... Any specifics for you on how Michigan game going to go Saturday?
1: No, I agree. Um, you're playing a really good run defense, and all you do is run. Uh, your quarterback doesn't seem to have the best arm strength to throw bombs downfield, and he's more of a game manager. Uh, he's very safe with the ball, doesn't like to take chances too much. Where I feel like McCarthy's kind of the, the gunslinger, big-arm guy. Uh, willing to take chances and trust his arm strength uh it's it's gonna be a struggle, and it's probably gonna be frustrating to watch. you know the game might even be boring as well and yeah, I just man I'm right there with you. We got pretty much the same thoughts this week,
0: <laughs> yeah, actually um, I wanna check something
1: they're Is gonna any- it's gonna be okay maybe in the first half second half wisconsin's gonna switch it up michigan won't and then we'll have to see harbaugh walking around and look like he's completely lost yeah no good that doofy look on his face and i don't even have to explain it because y'all know what i'm talking about
0: (laughs) uh there is a right now there's a chance of rain for saturday in wisconsin oh hooray And I was just going to say that is going to suck, if that's the case.
1: Yeah, because we all know they always play great in the rain.
0: Yeah, even though Michigan might be the better running team, it doesn't help them. They've never really played well. The only time I can remember that they played well in the rain was at home against Notre Dame a couple years ago. And that was it for like the past decade, maybe two decades. So, but that could be a factor. Anyways, there are your predictions. We also have our game locks for the week. I do the uh, big 10. Brandon brings the NFL. I'll go ahead and do mine. Uh, I'm ready to go. I can't remember Brandon, if you got yours or not. Um, I have been uh, kind of a curse this year. So whenever I pick somebody to cover the spread, they don't. (laughs) <laughs> um and I realized that this one might be closer than people believe just because Maryland, even though they're not ranked, is a rather good team. um, undefeated, I think. Actually, I kind of forgot to double check out that. but anyways, I was going there Friday night and is only favored by three points. Mm. So I'm saying that Iowa covers. I'm not very confident <laughs> but I haven't chosen Iowa yet this year so I was just like hey why not let's ruin things for Iowa <laughs> so yeah that's that's my lock is Iowa covers negative 3 at Maryland rock Brandon what's uh, what you got in the NFL uh,
1: my lock last week I blew that one out of the water yeah um man I looked over all the games and this one kind of stood out to me. So, Dallas is a five-point favorite over Carolina. I think Carolina is going to win that game. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, Carolina covers that.
0: Okay. First Carolina. All right. Well, then we got uh, last things before we head out are the questions of the week. Oh, man. Um, hmm, I have two questions I'm kind of torn, torn about. I think I'm going to go with this one. What was potentially going to be the question was, will Michigan win the turnover uh, margin? I'm going to decide to go with because I think this is going to be another big determining factor as well. Is will Michigan pass for over 200 yards against Wisconsin? Now, to note, I asked about McNamara before passing over 140 yards or something, but this is specifically will the team, Michigan, pass for over 200 yards against Wisconsin? So that could be McNamara or McCarthy uh, or combined. So, Brandon, what's uh, what's yours?
1: I'm gonna say no.
0: Okay. Well, we both are gonna say no because my optimism is at an all time low. No, not, <laughs> not, not, not quite that bad yet. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. What is uh what you got for a lions question?
1: Uh mine is will Justin Fields throw a touchdown against the Lions? And I'm gonna say yes.
2: Ooh.
1: He only had 68 yards passing last week. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm gonna. We already have some differences this week, but you know what? I'm stupid, so I'm gonna say no.
1: <laughs> I'm hey, stupid, it's possible he could run one in.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a too stupid boom, boom. to make up my own mind. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, maybe maybe they'll just run all over the lines, and who knows? Quite maybe, possible. Maybe he'll catch a touchdown pass <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
0: from himself. Yeah.
1: I said he's going to throw one, so he'll, he'll run for two and catch one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Well, there you go. That's what we got for you all this week. We always appreciate you tuning in and hanging out. Justin, thank you so much for the voicemail this week. Uh, this is the platform where you can come to air your grievances. the The fan base reaction is larger than Brandon and my own opinion, so that's why we have the voicemails a voicemail open. I don't know of any other platform that has that out there, so we welcome people calling in, sharing thoughts. Uh, Steven, always thank you for your voicemail as well. Uh, we will be back next week after the. Matchups and hopefully we'll have good things to say.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. We'll Maybe.
0: see. We'll see. Uh, but uh, we always do want to finish with Go Blue.
1: Go Blue.